Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we are once again going to be looking at the CD Project, CD Project Red saga today with a brand new twist. On your screen is a Game Informer article entitled Cyberpunk 2077 Studio, to you and me, CD Project, alleges malicious hackers are threatening major data leak. Now, we talk about messaging a lot, and certainly the way that journalists interpret messaging a lot here in virtual legality. One thing that jumped out to me, and this is repeated across the internet and especially on Twitter, where I saw this article and these concepts being discussed, is this alleges right here. Cyberpunk 2077 Studio alleges malicious hackers are threatening major data leak. You can even see in my thumbnail that I put a question mark and that CD Projekt claims this illegal breach. One of the things that has come up in a number of places is whether or not this actually happened with some kind of 4D chess elements being brought in, maybe conspiracy theorizing, if you're so inclined to the phrase, that CD Projekt facing all of this negative backlash and negative press after they released Cyberpunk 2077 has in fact faked some kind of malicious hack on their data. We're going to talk about that, why I think that that's probably not the case, or at least if it's is the case. It's something that's easily verifiable by journalists and with folks that have contacts, especially in Poland. But I want to give you the first paragraph of this Games Informer article before we look at the substance itself. CD Projekt Red has shared a threat the studio has received regarding a ransomware attack threatening to release Cyberpunk 2077 source code in its entirety. Interestingly enough, there's no alleged there. They shared a threat they had received, not allegedly received. In a recent post, CDPR shared details of an alleged hacker, there's that alleged again, that is threatened to release important data of the game should the hacker's demands not be met. That's the state of play. CD Projekt put out a tweet, which we are of course going to look at, entitled Important Update at 2.54 a.m. here in the Eastern Time Zone, of the United States. And in that important update, not in yellow, not using the we're going to delay the game or we have an important message for our consumers, they stated the following. Yesterday, we discovered that we have become a victim of a targeted cyber attack due to which some of our internal systems have been compromised. An unidentified actor gained unauthorized access to our internal network collected certain data belonging to CD Projekt Capital Group, the parent entity for CD Projekt Red, and left a ransom note, the content of which we released to the public. Before we continue, let's take a look at that ransom note, because this is one of those areas where people have suggested that it doesn't hold past the sniff test for them. Your have been epically pwned. We have dumped full copies of the source codes from your Perforce server for Cyberpunk 2077, Witcher 3, Gwent, and the unreleased version of Witcher 3, followed by three exclamation points. We have also dumped all of your documents relating to accounting, administration, legal, HR, investor relations, and more. Also, we have encrypted all of your servers, but we understand that you can most likely recover from backups. If we will not come to an agreement, then your source codes will be sold or leaked online and your documents will be sent to our contacts in gaming journalism. Your public image will go down the shitter even more, and people will see how you shitty your company functions. Investors will lose trust in your company, and the stock will dive even lower. You have 48 hours to contact us. And surely from that statement, we could take a couple of things for granted. It doesn't sound like a native English speaker or 
It sounds like a fairly uneducated English speaker in terms of grammar and composition. Those things are true. Certainly the use of the word pwned, which I haven't seen for quite some time, suggests either a satirical attempt at hacking messaging that matches what we think of when we think of hacking messaging from, oh, 20 years ago, or is actually someone that is trying to evoke the feelings of hacking. And certainly I think a lot of people have taken it to mean, oh, that doesn't sound like what I would expect. This is CD Projekt apparently putting up a false flag for their own hacking. And, and people have brought up this claim. One of the reasons I wanted to do this video is, is that virtual legality, we like to stand for not just mindlessly conspiracy theorizing and talking about what the chances are of something like that happening. CD Projekt isn't going to benefit from this story nearly as much as I think some people think. So when we talk about would they actually fake this, I have my doubts. Now we'll get to the bottom and those doubts will become a lot more solid in just a minute. Although some devices in our network have been encrypted, our backups remain intact. Again, mirrored in that hacking note that we just saw, although that hacking note said that all of the servers were encrypted when they are stating here that only some of their devices have been encrypted. We have also already secured our IT infrastructure and begun restoring the data, meaning at least as presented here to the public, CD Projekt says they have found the hole and they have plugged it. They know how the actual hackers got in. We will not give in to the demands nor negotiate with the actor being aware that this may eventually lead to the release of the compromised data. We are taking necessary steps to mitigate the consequences of such a release, in particular by approaching any parties that may be affected due to the breach. Yes, we saw in that note that they claimed that they also got things like accounting and HR, which means that CD Projekt personnel could be at risk of having their personal information disclosed, very important personal information. HR is collecting things like tax identifiers and things that allow folks to steal identities. Uh, and certainly as someone that has had that happen to him in the past, it's not a fun feeling. And so you get this note from CD Projekt says, hey, we lost our HR files. Sorry about that. That's going to feel bad for a number of CD Projekt employees. We are still investigating the incident. However, at this time, we can confirm that to our best knowledge, the compromised systems did not contain any personal data of our players or users of our services. We have already approached the relevant authorities, including law enforcement and the president of the Personal Data Protection Office, as well as IT forensic specialists, and we will closely cooperate with them in order to fully investigate this incident. Now, it's in that last paragraph where I think if you are conspiracy-minded and you think CD Projekt has done all of this in a certain fake way, that... It's very easy to verify whether they talk to these law enforcement authorities, the president of the personal data protection office, everybody else, because if they did talk to them, it is far less likely that this is actually a false flag. It is far less likely that this is something that they did to themselves because talking to those specific authorities is going to bring an investigation, is going to bring a spotlight on their information technology, is going to come with it all of the discussions about what data was lost, who is actually at risk of these kinds of things. And it is easy enough for a journalist to go and confirm that CD Projekt had these conversations. I'm not saying that the possible is impossible. If you want to be a conspiracy theorist about all this, you're more than welcome. All I can tell you is what I see here. And certainly from this statement, especially the last paragraph, I don't see enough in just the writing of the actual hacking note here to suggest that they would fake something like this just to benefit their public relations. Because in all honesty, 
companies get hacked enough that this is a common refrain that I don't really think that loss of data actually benefits them. You don't get a sympathy card for losing access to the HR files of your own employees. I think it's more likely that the end result, if I were managing the crisis for CD Projekt, would be, hey, let's say that you wanted to fictionalize this and put it out there. What are people going to think about you? They're going to think that you're sloppy and bad managers more. They're going to sympathize with your employees that lost their actual records. They're not going to think that you're better or deserve sympathy because a hacker came against you. Now, one thing I do think that's worth noting is that the actual subject matter of Cyberpunk 2077 is all about hacking and fighting authority and fighting the man and doing all this stuff. There is an open question about whether certain subject matter in today's day and age is something that's going to need to be avoided or going to be recommended to be avoided by things like insurance companies or just boards of directors that say, do you really want to make a game like Cyberpunk 2077 if it's going to encourage people to potentially hack you? The other thing I wanted to mention, and this was maybe the more important part of why I decided to make this video today, was that if you go on Twitter, you go on Reset Era, you go on the various forums, and you see a discussion of this topic, one of the things that you will see a lot is that CD Projekt deserves it, that CD Projekt Red deserves being hacked because they delivered a product that didn't meet to your or my satisfaction. And the one thing I do want to impress upon people if they find themselves visiting virtual legality is that we are very much against that kind of self-help is the way to justice, that it's important that people that do bad things get some kind of karmic retribution with a criminal act is not something we're going to stand for in this space. And in case you doubt the criminal act component of this, oh, it's just some hacker that put in a note and encrypted and ransomed the data back to the company. No, no. This is an actual act of fraud. This is a criminal act in the United States. I don't know Polish law. I suspect that Poland and the EU have similar restrictions on things like fraud related to computers, but I can pull up the primary bit of law here in the US that is used to talk about these various things. Now, the first section here we'll find is inapplicable. It says, whoever having knowingly access to computer without authorization or exceeding authorized access, and by means of such conduct, having obtained information that has been determined by the United States government pursuant to an executive order or statute to require protection against unauthorized disclosure or any restricted data related to things like our atomic energy in the United States. Well, if you do that, then you're in trouble. Nope, that one doesn't actually match what we're talking about here. As important as CD Projekt's data is to it and to its people, it isn't the same kind of thing as nuclear access codes or blueprints or breaking into a U.S. government computer. The problem, and this might be a problem with the law itself, we'll talk about that a little bit as well, is that it doesn't limit itself only to these things that we would ordinarily think of as under federal jurisdiction and purview. No, it's also illegal by federal law in the United States to intentionally access a computer without authorization or exceeding authorized access and obtain, sure, information in financial records or from a financial institution, banks, but also the accounting information from CD Projekt, information from any department or agency of the United States. Again, super important things that we usually consider worthy of felonies and laws at the federal level. Also, information from any protected computer. Now, if this isn't your first rodeo with us here in Virtual Legality, you know that that should ring an alarm bell. What is a protected computer? That's a defined term in this statute, and that's usually where these things get really broad and really vague, and this law is, in fact, no different. What is a protected computer? Well, 
a protected computer means a computer that, and we'll skip the other definitions for now, is used in or affecting interstate or foreign commerce or communication. So every protected computer is something that is used in or affecting interstate or foreign commerce or communication. Do you know what you're doing right now? You're watching YouTube on the internet through a video made by me on the internet, which means that my computer right now is affecting interstate or foreign commerce or communication. It means any access that any computer has to the internet now classifies as a protected computer under federal law, which also means that if you intentionally access a computer without authorization or exceeding authorized access online, you can be found guilty of U.S. federal law. Now, I'm making a, a side note here for you because this is a law that is actually oftentimes referenced as something that is overbroad in U.S. jurisprudence. Why? Because intentionally access or access exceeding authority effectively means that the law could be read to interpret a violation of terms of service as something that is federal hacking, is fraud, is deception with the computer. In fact, there have been cases in which the U.S. government has brought that claim that a violation of a computer agency like YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, whatever, the violation of the terms of service itself means that you exceeded the authorized access for whatever it was that you were electing to do by doing it on a computer online. If you somehow access their service in a way that they didn't want, then you're guilty of this fraud and related activity, which isn't the way that I would see things go. But it does mean that in the United States and in most jurisdictions in the world, there is a notion that hacking into another party's computers, encrypting their data servers, ransoming them back to the original owner of that data is wrong. It's a crime. You don't actually need to read these statutes to know that. And yet I see time and time again on the internet, on Twitter, on these various places, this notion that it's okay because this is somebody I don't like, that they potentially did a bad thing. I agree that CD Projekt released a game that they probably shouldn't have released, that more time should have been spent, that they made statements to investors that are potentially problematic and to consumers that they have every right to be angry about. But two wrongs don't make a right and a crime doesn't make it justified. A CD Projekt is going to happen regardless of whether or not a data hacker gets into their servers. We shouldn't be standing for the proposition that crimes are okay if we think the other party deserves it. And so if anything, if you take one limited thing from this video, and it's not the statute, it's not 18 USC 1030, it's not a discussion of the corporate messaging of CD Projekt, it's not even how I feel about Cyberpunk 2077, take this, we can be better. There is a reason that the rule of law exists, that society functions on these rules, and that is that we don't want hackers to just be breaking into places, and we don't want to justify their acts regardless of how we feel about whose places they broke into. We can be better than that. Virtual legality stands for that. If you find yourself here, you probably stand for that as well. So put the message out there. The folks that say that this is deserved, that's not right. CD Projekt will get its comeuppance or it won't through the legal processes. We've already 
talked about multiple lawsuits that CD Projekt is dealing with. We have an entire playlist now at 13 videos, soon to be 14 videos, because this video will probably be a part of that playlist, discussing how CD Projekt is screwing up and what ramifications they will have in respect of that screw up. They were pulled down from Sony's PlayStation Store. There are methods and ways to handle this normally. It doesn't make a hack like this okay. And on that unusual note, this has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy these conversations about the business and law of pop culture and video games, please do check out any of the ways to support the channel. If you don't want to go that far, I don't blame you. Just subscribe, tell your friends, ring the bell on YouTube. Every little bit is helpful to the channel and in growing virtual legality and the group of people that are getting to have these conversations with us. I love to talk to all the new faces uh, that come into the comments. So please, if you're new, leave a comment to the video and I'd love to talk with you about this issue or other issues that you see on the channel. Otherwise, if you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.